Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart. The shortlist for the Oscars were recently released. And in the documentary category, there were quite a few films we've covered on the show. Attica, The First Wave, and the animated documentary Flea. Today, we bring you another conversation on a documentary from that shortlist. This time from director Jessica Bashir, and it's called Faya Dai. Faya Dai revolves around the plant Khat. That's K-H-A-T. A euphoria-inducing stimulant once believed to have mystical properties and now a lucrative crop for the Ethiopian economy. Bashir was born and raised in Ethiopia, but was forced to leave at age 16 due to political turmoil, returns to her birthplace to document the stories surrounding Kat and the people whose lives were affected by it, the growers and users. Through her choice to tell the story in a cinematic way, she's created this black-and-white film that suggests trance-like effects of what Kat might be like. It helps the viewer understand. Described in the New York Times Critics' Pick Review as a dreamlike state or a tone poem film, Bashir's approach to rural Ethiopia and its people is enlightening as it is creative. Faya Dai is streaming, is streaming on the Criterion Channel and is in the running for the Oscar to be one of the final nominees for Best Documentary Feature. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, Allison. Thank you for having me. I hope I'm pronouncing this, the film's name correctly. If I'm not, please correct me. And also, please tell me what it means. Fayade, um, it means um, give birth to wellness or give birth to health. And why it's, is that? Uh, the right it's a, it's, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, continue, please. It's a hymnal that um, Oromo farmers chant while they're harvesting at. And um, it, 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 to me, it had so much tonality. It, it, it truly touched me and moved me in so many ways because it's uh, not not just a way of encouraging each other to 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 um, to finish that work, which is backbreaking, mm-hmm. but also it's a way of um, sort of like chanting the uh, their marginalization and how they are surviving that. For those who don't understand, what is the history of, of Kat and particularly its connection to religious practices and beliefs? Yeah, well, um, Kat has existed for for centuries, truly. And mm-hmm. I guess um, our modern-day understanding of it um, is pretty much reflective of the sociopolitical context. And by that, I mean... Um, it used to um, it used to be that uh, chat was used by uh, Sufi Muslims in Harar to um, sort of like attain Merkana, uh, state of grace, so that they can um, chant and offer that to their creator all night long. So it's for more prayer, you know, to to attain some sort of you know spiritual transcendence. But then over time, uh, the 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 use of it started to shift. And today, um, it has pretty much become a cash crop. So, um, to me, it it was really uh, fascinating to be able to contextualize its origins as I talk about it and its contemporary use. And and also how the sociopolitical um, context of the Oromo farmer um, and its, its relationship to the land and to the government has affected and has expanded this um, cultivation of chat. 
My guest is Jessica Bashir. We're talking about her film, Faya Dai. It is now streaming on the Criterion channel. I'm curious, you know, as I mentioned, you grew up there. And what was your experience like going back and thinking about something that, as you said, has been around forever um, and thinking about it in terms of how you wanted to make this film and thinking about it with, with you know, now as, as an adult and as an adult filmmaker as you take on, because Kat is really, is sort of, is your protagonist in many ways. Yes. Yes. The, uh, Kat is the protagonist, you know, the central protagonist of this film and how it um, affects, you know, the, a, a diversity of experiences around it. Mm-hmm. So, um, going going back as an adult, you know, one of the things that um, was um, a bit jarring was the 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 how economically it had expanded. It just mm. felt like the world, you know, evolved around that economically, you know, socially. Um, and so I wanted to know more. And, and in reality, you know, in this film, I'm, I'm trying to pose many questions, you know, for us to be able to, to, to be able to, um, you know, foster discussions um, around it. So uh, the, the, the deeper I went, you know, into, you know, the farmers, into their relationship to the land, you know, the more, you know, you find about, you know, their political relation to the subsequent governments mm-hmm. who have, um, you know, um, economically, socially marginalized them and um, suppressed their voices and especially uh, taken away their lands and created, you know, this incredible displacement. And so now... Um, what and and another thing that um, also was very shocking was the fact that all of the lakes in and around Hadar were completely drying, and so mm-hmm. this this climate change was also creating um, again a shift of what the farmer was going to uh, cultivate um, the, the 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 food staples uh, which are sorghum and teff, um and coffee they're no longer there. And now it's just a huge blanket of chat. And, and, and then you wonder um, if the farmer is getting richer, but no, and if the farmer is trying to survive, you know. And, um, yeah, so all of these, you know, findings and, and all of these impressions um, are what um, became, you know, ultimately the film. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, you get that sense, you do get that sense in the film that Kat has pushed out all other crops and local farming, diverting its lands and its resources and the production of, of Kat. When you were talking to the, the farmers who were affected about this, how, how do they feel about this shift? You know, um, I can tell you that most of these farmers are pretty... Um, uh, they look back with a lot of nostalgia about the other crops, you know, mm. especially about coffee, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is no longer sustainable for them to to cultivate. Um, the the fact of the the, the fact that uh, the rains are no longer the rains that they're used to be, and they they don't have the same access to water. Uh, you know, it has made it you know impossible for them to. To, to continue this cultivation of coffee. And Chad, on the other hand, it needs no subsidy uh, from the government and, and, and it doesn't have any subsidy. And, and it's something that they can harvest, you know, perhaps three times a year as opposed to one time um, uh, that they used to harvest it for coffee. 
so uh, nobody is happy about this. This also has created, you know, food shortages, uh, food sh- um, uh, shortage in mm-hmm. a way. And um, this, but at the same time, it, I don't feel like the finger needs to be pointed at the farmer. The farmer is responding right. to 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 what it can, you know, feasibly cultivate. It, the farmer wants to survive. Mm-hmm. And um, and yet, uh, this is uh, the way that that uh, they're finding themselves surviving with right now. I'm talking to Jessica Bashir, the director of Faya Daiya documentary, which is streaming on the Criterion Channel. As I mentioned, the film is is shot in black and white. I, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I did want to talk. I wanted people to hear a little bit of the sound, the way sound is used in the film, sure. because we hear voiceover discussions from your subjects. Sometimes we don't see them spoken on screen. There are songs, chants, religious stories. So here's an example of the sound design at the beginning of the film. As we see the title appear, we hear a singing meshed together with ambient sounds, birds, a cigarette being lit, a car driving. Let's take a listen. Gala Kozan Kamni Gakile Sibere do Why did you want to this near the opening of the film? Um, to me, one of the most important elements that I really wanted to transmit with this film is the spirituality that also comes along with um, either with the, with the harvesting of chats or even the consumption of chats, especially by um, most of the, the Sufi, you know, Amirs in and around Harar. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's more of a social gathering where um, manzuma or zikr, you know, these spiritual chants, because what you just heard is a spiritual chant. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 that's what characterizes um, this chat. And so if chat was to be, um, you know, heard, um, I feel like this would be, you know, these would be the sounds of that. We are just in our last moments. Early on the film, we hear one of the younger subjects who follow through the film say, everyone choose to get away, in a reference to chewing cut to, to get the effects. What does he mean? Yeah, well, as I was saying, you know, um, if at the beginning of times, you know, the, this chat was used for um, for spiritual transcendence, the use has shifted over time. And now it also, not only is it providing employment, but it is really uh, providing escapism for a lot of people who feel incredibly 
frustrated and disenchanted about um, uh, uh, specifically the, the huge unemployment, you know, that, that is in, in, in Harish. And most people today, by noon, you will find them reaching out for chat and to just truly get away, as, the, as, as Muhammad says. What has the reception been like? It's been amazing. I um, I, I feel like um, um, people have been able to connect to it. And even though we launched at Sundance, to, you know, through a period of COVID and everything mm-hmm. was online, um, later on during the year, I, w- I was able to to travel to some festivals and. It's been just really, really, you know, incredible because, you know, the film, in a way, I'm trying to transmit, you know, many things, not just with um, 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 a, a narrative, you know, device, but also through other registers that um, I feel um, people have, uh, have responded to. Was it always going to be in black and white? Was that always the choice? That was always the choice. That was always <laughs> yes, the choice. Yes. <laughs> that was always the choice because um, I saw, I mean, at the beginning, I started shooting raw on, um, in, in color, truly. And, and, I, and I saw the film in color. I, I, I see the footage in color. Mm-hmm. But Enharar uh, uh, um, truly is one of the most colorful places in the planet. You know, it explodes with, with just very... Um, vivacious colors, but but that was not the story that I was trying to tell. For me, um, the story really, you know, it, um, I was finding the story in the interiority of of, of things. Yeah. At the beginning of the film, one of the emirs says, Ooh, "We humans to, are." I have are, to dive in. I have to uh, dive in. We're going to run up against a hard wall, but I want to make sure people know where they can see it. It is a beautiful film in black and white. Jessica Bashir is a director of Faya Dai. It is streaming on the Criterion channel. Jessica, thank you for being with us.